What a great reminder That needs to be somebody's worship song every day. That needs to be somebody's reminder of how great is our God. Remember, give, for too often we've given our, our issues. First thing we do when we talk to someone, we start talking about the issues and giving them the glory and the attention. Let's give God the glory. Because how great is our God? Our God is great and greatly to be praised. Remember Psalms 145.3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is beyond understanding. So don't, don't try and understand it. Just receive the greatness of God and proclaim the greatness of God. Don't complain, proclaim the greatness of God. I want to thank you so much, family, for your, for your giving, which allows us to proclaim the gospel literally all around the world through live stream. Uh, through, the, through the missionaries that we support. And remember, no amount is, is too large or too small. Just go ahead and give and be a blessing. And we're just going to keep sharing the word. And, and if you know, like I know, in today's world, the word needs to be proclaimed and go, go forth. So if you're on a desktop, go to SouthBayAOC.com, push the giving icon, and then give accordingly. If you're on your cell phone, go to SouthBayAOC.com, push the three bars at the top, then go to the giving icon and, and give accordingly. If you're writing a check, make it payable to SBALC 3553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279, Long Beach, California 90807. Let me say that again. If you're writing a check, make it payable to SBALC 3. 553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279, Long Beach, California, 90807. And again, just thank you so much for your giving. Never any games, tricks, or gimmicks, or drama to get you to give, just the word of God. God says he opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. We won't have room enough to receive. The word says that God loves a cheerful giver. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so we just give so we can continue the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. Want to invite you all the first Bible study of March. Wow, if you can believe that, uh, which reminds me next Sunday is Communion Sunday. So be prepared for that. Have your sacraments, your, your juice, your crackers, your wine, your bread, whatever your preference is. But come with the right heart, come with the right mindset that we take communion in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how he set us free and what he did for us. So next Sunday is Communion Sunday, and this Wednesday is the first uh, Wednesday of March. Uh, we'll be in 1 Kings chapter 20. If you haven't made Bible study this, if you didn't make it this month, start, off, start the month off right, and trust me, it is such a powerful uh, chapter. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 20, your life will be blessed, guaranteed. Wednesday night, 6.30 to 7.30. All the coordinates on our website, southbayalc.com. All you have to do is click the Zoom link and come right on in to Bible study. Your life will be blessed, guaranteed. It's just been a great time of fellowship, a great midweek check-in to put our life back in biblical perspective. You'd be surprised what happens from Sunday after church to Wednesday night where you need to say, God, I need you right now. Uh, by midweek Bible study and midweek services is very timely, right on time. Make the effort. Be there. 
it is the, we're almost the first quarter, first quarter of the year is almost gone. And all the things we told ourselves in January, let's be consistent. Let's, let's be at Bible study. Let's continue to grow closer to the Lord. Amen. And then if you uh, need prayer, prayer needs, prayer requests, praise reports, please give us the privilege to pray for you, to minister to you. Life at SouthBayALC.com. Life at SouthBayALC.com. Send us an email and let us know how we can pray and minister to and uh, for you in the name of Jesus. Uh, again, thank you for those of you that are praying and fasting. And then this message will be posted uh, this evening by this evening to uh, YouTube under South Bay Abundant Life Church. Pastor Jerome Vincent Carter put in today, today's date, 2-28-21, and the message should pop up. And then evangelize. Uh, just, just copy the link on your phone, text it to somebody you've been praying for, tell them listen to it for a few minutes and let them know what you think. And let the power of God, the power of God's word work. Uh, it will accomplish, it won't return void, it'll accomplish what God sent it out to do. And remember, you don't have to try and save anyone. The Bible says we plant and we water and God gives the increase. Just, just plant a seed or water a seed that's been planted. Don't try and save anyone. That's not in your job description. That's not in my job description. We plant and we water and let God give the increase. So do the job of the evangelist. Just copy as simple as copying the link, send it to a friend you've been praying for, who God puts on your heart. Tell them to listen to it. Facebook family, make sure you share this message as well. Just, just share it and let God's work do the work. <laughs> let God's word do the work, amen? So that's enough said. Let's go ahead and jump right into the word. Uh, Lord, we love you, we bless you, we thank you. We need you, Lord, we need you, Lord. More today than we did yesterday. So much happens from Sunday to Sunday. So much on our, our heart and our mind and issues trying to trouble us and, and, and worry us. But you said, cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. You said, let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. If you trust God, trust Jesus. That's your word, Lord. You said, cast all our cares upon you because you care for us. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Lord. So we come this morning thanking you, blessing you, loving you, Lord. In the midst of our storm, in the midst of our success, we lift you up. We give you the glory, Lord. We will magnify you this morning in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We bless you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It illuminates the way. So we try our best to navigate through a dark, fallen, broken, dead, decaying world. God, Holy Spirit, teach us. We open our hearts and our minds, our ears, our spiritual ears, our discernment, our perception to receive what the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to us this morning through the word of God. God, you be glorified and your people be edified through your word this morning, through your servant. Speak now, Holy Spirit. We need to hear from you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Jonah, chapter 1. So we've been going over the book of Jonah. We're talking about ministering to the lost. Uh, make a note right off the top. Make a note right off the top that Jonah's, Jonah is definitely running from God. Jonah's, Jonah's running from the presence of God. But God still uses him to minister to the fishermen on the boat. 
hear, hear what I'm saying now. You and I, we could be running from God. We could be uh, in the midst of a bunch of ungodly people. We could be the only saved one on the boat trying to get away from God. And God will use us in the midst of that storm to minister to the lost. So you could say that, that Jonah's running from God, which he is, but he can still be used. If you're running from God this morning, don't be discouraged. It, it turned around as soon as Jonah started ministering to the unsaved, as he started ministering to the fishermen, everything changed. Everything changed. So I'm running from God. I don't want to do what God's called me to do. I'm in the midst of ungodly people and God can still speak and God can still use me. Be encouraged this morning. People say God doesn't bless a mess. That's not scripture. Read the word. Remember, most people live by cliches and, and half scriptures and scriptures out of context. Here is Jonah in the midst of a storm. In the midst of a storm that could kill everyone on the boat is horrible. It is a life and death situation. And he's running from God. And God still uses him. So make a note. It, it, it shows us that you can, you can have a true relationship with the true and living God and be in the midst of a storm. Your storm doesn't dictate and doesn't define your relationship with God. You can be running from God and still have a relationship with God. You can be in the midst of the wrong crowd and traveling with the wrong crowd and still have a relationship with God. We have to be careful not to judge people based upon where they are, but see them where God sees them and see what God can do with their life because it's not over. It's where you are is not where you're gonna, going to always be. Your storm doesn't define you. So here's Jonah. He's in the midst of the storm. They ask him five questions in Jonah 1 and 8, uh, dealing with his predicament. And then they're, they're also uh, dealing with his, his purpose, and then his position, and then his place of origin, and then his people. So he, they answer him those five questions in verse 8. And then when we get to verse 9, we see that Jonah responds. The first thing that Jonah says Jonah said unto them, verse 9, Jonah 1 and 9, he said, I am a Hebrew. Oh, <laughs> he said, here comes a moment of clarity. Jonah's running from God and he's confronted with these questions that must be answered by everyone. Why are you in your predicament? What's your purpose? What's your position? What's your, your spiritual position? Not your physical condition your spiritual situation, not your location. He's confronted with who, where are you from? And who are your people? And he goes right to the heart of it. All questions we need to, who are you? In the midst of your storm, family, who are you? What is your heritage? He says, I'm a Hebrew. So his four questions, they deal with heritage. They deal with hope. He, he gives four responses, deals with his heritage, which brings him hope. Then he talks about heaven. And then he talks about the hand of God. Let me say it again. Write these four things down. Your response. When people, resp the first one, you got to start with who you are in God. Who are you in God? When people ask you questions, what are you about? What are you doing here? Who are you? What is our heritage? Jonah says, I'm a, I'm a Hebrew. I'm connected to God. 
Listen, though, when he told them that, this is, this is what it did. He said, I'm connected to, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Solomon, Esther. I'm a Hebrew. I'm connected to all these strong people of God, of the true and living God. And you see in verse 10, they, they said that he was afraid and because he had told him he was running from the true and living God. But let's go back to heritage. Let's, let's stop right there. Just a minute. Said I'm a Hebrew. What does that mean? They knew who Hebrews were. They heard the stories. Just like when you tell people about Jesus Christ, they know who Jesus Christ is. They heard about the resurrection. Whether they're committed to it or not, they can't say they don't know. Huh. Especially these days. As we're broadcasting all around the world and other ministries all throughout the world, people know who Jesus Christ is. Whether they're committed to him or not, that's their issue. But they know who Jesus Christ is when you share your heritage and you say, I'm a Christian. But here we go. He said, I'm a Hebrew. I'm connected to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Solomon, Esther, all Hebrews. All people of God, men and women of God, connected to God. And he's saying, I'm a part of that. But here's the thing. We have to think about, let's bring it to us. People ask you, what's your heritage? And you start going off on a tangent about, well, I was born here and my parents were born. No, what's, what are you about? And Jonah cut right to the chase. I'm a Hebrew. We need to cut to the chase. I'm a Christian. My heritage now is in Christianity. I'm part of the family of God. That's my heritage. Oh, that's a game changer. It changes everything when you're connected to Jesus Christ. Because look, although Jonah was connected to all those great men and women, they couldn't do what Jesus Christ did. They couldn't save him from himself and they couldn't save him from his sins. As great as they were, they couldn't do what Jesus Christ did. And he was proud to be connected to that heritage, although he was running from God, because he knew who God was. And family, I'm telling you, we need to be equally as proud to align ourselves with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Cut the foolishness. I'm a Christian. What does that mean? That comes with certain givens. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I am born again. I've been regenerated from above. That's what you're saying when you when you tell people you're a Christian. I'm practicing every day to look more like Christ. I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I believe he was crucified on the cross and he resurrected. That's my heritage now. That's your heritage now. I believe Jesus Christ is coming for his people. I believe Jesus Christ will judge each and every one, because that's what the word says. I believe that Jesus Christ has jurisdiction in heaven. Oh, he has all authority and power, which means he has jurisdiction in heaven and in earth. I'm a Christian. I stand on that. I'm not bound by my, my color, my color, my culture, my country. I'm a Christian. I have a new allegiance. I have a new alliance. I'm not bound by some political party or some neighborhood, or some state, or some city. I'm a child of God. Turn with me to Ephesians 2 and 19. The word can say it better than I can. Family, we're in the midst of a storm. Remember, he's in the midst of a storm. He has this moment of clarity. He forgot who he was. 
but he's been woke up and he's been grilled and he's been drilled and then all of a sudden he has this moment of clarity and he's like he sticks his chest up and go wait a minute I'm a Hebrew I'm connected to God that's what he was telling them you're a Christian you're connected to God in the midst of your storm start ministering right now Jonah starts ministering it changes the game when you're ministering in the midst of your storm as opposed to complaining and crying in the midst of your storm remember who you are wake up your heritage you all connected to all this other stuff and it doesn't supersede Jesus Christ and that's why you're bogged down and you're depressed and you're stressed out and you're burdened and you're heavy laden because you're connected to your heritage, to stuff that's going to fade away that only has earthly jurisdiction. Get connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that has all authority, all power, all jurisdiction, not, on, not only in earth, but in heaven, we're so caught up and connected to stuff that only has jurisdiction in earth and we made it our, our God and our idols, all this stuff that's only uh, uh, horizontal and not vertical. We forgot who we are. And we go through the storm forgetting who we are like Jonah. We're trying to sleep through it. We're trying to pretend it's not going on. But as soon as he declared who he was, change the game and when we continue reading we probably won't get to it today I'm sure we won't get it to get to it today but you see these folks got saved so so what are you telling me pastor this is what I'm telling you you go through the storm you plant and you water the seed of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you don't complain you remember who you are and you plant those seeds and then folks realize that there is a true and living God because you are able to minister in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your success, right where you are. Don't forget who you are. Ephesians 2, let me get there. Ephesians 2, look what it says, 2 and 19. He says, now therefore you are no more foreigners or strangers. When we were disconnected from God, before we received Christ as our Lord and Savior, we were strangers and foreigners to God. Think about it, family. We were out doing whatever we were doing. We, didn't, we could care less. We were foreign to God. We were strangers. We didn't want to have anything to do with God. We're running from God and didn't even know God. He says, now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. Underline that. See, you're a citizen of heaven now. That's your heritage. Through Jesus Christ, I'm connected to God. I'm connected to Christ. I'm a citizen of heaven and I'm a saint of the household of God. Remember, I said we're saint, which means we're sanctified. I didn't say we're angels. People, no, we're not angels, but we are saints because we've been sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. No church can make you, bring you into sainthood. The word of God says you're a citizen of heaven and you're a saint and you belong to the household of God. That's our heritage. We're connected to all this other stuff that doesn't mean anything. And then we tell people about all this other stuff that doesn't mean anything, that doesn't transfer, it doesn't transfer to the next, to the next level. It doesn't transfer to heaven. It stays here because it's limited. But our citizenship, we now belong to the household. Somebody should be celebrating that, even in the midst of our storm. See, that's what we got to be. You got you to encourage yourself. You got to speak life to yourself. 
The scriptures are very clear in the Proverbs. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You're forgetting who you are. You've magnified your issues. You've magnified your success. You need to magnify your heritage in Jesus Christ, your citizen of heaven. It doesn't get much more exciting than that because we all transition. And when we transition, we're going right to where we're citizens of. All this other stuff is good. And I'm not saying, hey, you appreciate what you have. That's called gratefulness. Appreciate all that God's doing for you. Enjoy the, the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes speak of that. Enjoy everything that God's given you. But in the midst of a storm, don't forget who you are. And don't start magnifying your issues over and above God. Let me finish reading. Now, therefore, you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God <clears throat> and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. See, Jesus Christ is the foundation. The prophets and the apostles, they have no foundation without Jesus Christ. That's why when Jonah was saying he's a Hebrew, that's okay, but that's not the foundation being a Hebrew. <laughs> that's just part of it. That, that's not even part of the foundation. It's part of what builds on top of the foundation. Jesus Christ is the foundation, and we skip all that, although that's part of our heritage Old Testament, but the foundation, our citizenship, our heritage is in Jesus Christ, it's through Jesus Christ, and we're citizens of heaven. Even if you're in the midst of a storm, let it be known. Tell the world, let it be known, magnify God, your citizenship is in heaven. And the chief cornerstone, the foundation is Jesus Christ because he did what Abraham couldn't do, what Isaac couldn't do, what Jacob couldn't do, what Joseph couldn't do, what Moses couldn't do. Jesus Christ did what Joshua couldn't do, what David couldn't do, what Solomon couldn't do, what Esther couldn't do. Jesus Christ has saved us and rescued us from death, hell, sin, and the grave. Christ has saved us from ourselves because we was on our way headed to destruction until Jesus Christ came in, touched our heart, loved us unto him, allowed us to be born again, regenerated from above. That's in John 3 and 3. So when we were regenerated from above, then our citizenship was changed. Make a note, family. That's why all this, this racism and all this other kind of stuff, it's, it's just a distraction. Let people know my citizenship is in heaven. They're going to think you crazy. My heritage is in Jesus Christ. And, and our heritage says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God never discriminates. The Bible is clear. God is not a respecter of persons. God could care less about your, your color or your culture or your country. That's foolishness to God. But what's wisdom to God is Jesus Christ coming and dying for our sins, dying for mankind so we could be saved, so we could be rescued, so we can reclaim our citizenship back in heaven that we lost when Adam ate the fruit. Now we have our citizenship again and let the world know, even in the midst of your storm. Look at verse 21. He says, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Now it's talking about this right here. Your body's the holy temple of the Lord. How do you know? Look at verse 22. In whom you are built together 
whom you are put together for dwelling place of God through the Spirit. Let me read that again. Verse 22, in whom you are built together, you're put together for dwelling of God through the Holy Spirit. So now God lives. That's why our allegiance is to God. Our heritage is in God. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the game changer. Checkmate. Game over. Why am I trying to still attach myself to this other stuff when I have a citizenship in heaven and God himself through the Holy Spirit lives in me? It's nothing greater than that. Even in the midst of the storm, I'll glorify God because there's nothing greater than God dwelling in me and giving me a citizenship in heaven. Let's go back to Jonah. One and nine, that's the, the first question. He says, I'm a Hebrew. He deals with his heritage. It goes to show that family in the midst of the storm, you might be running from God. You could, I might be tripping. But I can still, when I pause to minister and to remember who I am, changes everything. So that's the heritage. Then the second question deals with hope. So we got heritage and we have hope. <laughs> you got hope in the midst of a storm. Look what he says. I'm a Hebrew. And then number two, I fear the Lord. I reverence God. <laughs> Not only am I connected to God and I'm a child of God, but I reverence God, which means I respect the awesomeness of God. Proverbs 1 and 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let me say it again. Proverbs 1 and 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When you reverence God, when you understand the awesomeness of God, and you recognize that, you go, oh my God. It's like, um, it's like what Isaiah said in, in, in Isaiah chapter 6. We said, I'm, a, I'm undone. I'm, he saw God. He saw the train of God filling the tip. We said, holy, holy, three times holy. Oh, my gosh. I'm, un, I'm a man of unclean lips in the midst of a people, unclean people. When he saw the holiness and the presence of God, it didn't cause him to puff up. It caused him to humble himself even more. So here's Jonah saying, I, I reverence God. Not only am I a Hebrew, because, you know, you have people who, say they're a Hebrew or a, a, a Christian, but they have no respect of the awesomeness of God and they live raggedy on purpose because they don't understand. So you can know God and not reverence God and not have a healthy respect for God and the awesomeness of God. Because when you do, when you know God and you have a respect of God, it's just certain things you can't do. And you're always repenting. God, forgive me. Oh, man, I can't believe I thought that I said that. I shouldn't have done that. And you're always, because you understand the awesomeness and the holiness of God, so you, you, you're practicing every day not to live raggedy, not to be a, a reproach, as the word says, not to be a castaway, but you're practicing daily so you can hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So he said, I fear God, I reverence God. And he meant Jehovah, that word, the Lord. He says, I fear, I fear the Lord. Right there, that speaks of Jehovah, Yeshua. 
the existing one. God's, he's the, he's the beginning and the ending. He's existing one. He's just always existed. And then he said, let there be and there was. Which is, which was, and which is to come. He's always been. He says, I fear the existing one. I fear the one that's always been here. Look at Jeremiah 32, 7. Jeremiah can say it. 32, 17. Jeremiah can say it better, better than I can. Ha! Jeremiah says, 32, 17, oh, Lord God, not only is he the existing one, but he's Elohim, he's the Trinity as well. Oh, God, the Trinity. Behold, you have made heaven, what else? And earth, underline that, heaven and earth. See, we're, we're spending time with stuff that's limited to earth. And we got to start recognizing the God of heaven and earth. And we're going to, that's number three. Watch number, we're still on number two, but we're going to number three. But I need you to underline heaven and earth. See, God's jurisdiction is limited. All this stuff on earth, these people on earth that we look up, look up to, they're limited. They have jurisdiction on earth and not even the entire earth, just certain parts of it. And we're committing ourselves to them and we're selling out for this and we're selling out for that. And their jurisdiction is limited. God didn't call us to be limited. God's called us to be liberated through Jesus Christ and free. And God hasn't called us to be limited to earth. He says our citizenship is in the household of God, which includes heaven and earth. We should be celebrating now and we'll definitely be celebrating later because we can live free in Christ. Where the spirit of God is, there's liberty, there's freedom. We're not bound down. We're not bogged down, even in the midst of a storm. I'm a Christian. I serve the true and living God. And there's always hope. Jeremiah says, O Lord God, behold, thou have made, you've made heaven and earth by your great power. Underline that, the great power. How great is our God. He made heaven and earth with his great power. Surely he can handle the little storm that I'm going through. I'm going to magnify my God. I'm going to proclaim and not Complain. How great is my God. You have made heaven and the, the heaven and the earth by your great power and stretched out hand. And there's nothing too hard for you. Underline that in the midst of your storm. Sometimes God saves us from death or God saves us through death. Either way, there's nothing too hard for God, and then we just get promoted to our citizenship in heaven. Either way, we win. I will proclaim the greatness of God and not complain about the tiny issues that are the tiny storm and the minimal success that I have. I will not proclaim it. I'll proclaim the greatness of God. Let's go back to Jonah 1 and 9. God's calling us to wake up and focus on how big he is. We have a Christian heritage, which is great. And then he gets to number three, his response, his third response. He talks about his heritage. Then he talks about his hope because God is great and there's nothing too hard for God. He created heaven and earth with his great and mighty hand. Surely he can handle what you and I are going through. Remember, this is in the midst of a storm. 
When Jonah has this moment of clarity, and remembers who he is. He said unto them, I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven. Ah, underline that, put a star by that. See, it's not just the God that, that's down here, like the false gods and the idols we have down here. He said, I fear the God of heaven. My God's jurisdiction is unlimited. Family, so we got to tap into that. We have to remember that our God is the God of heaven and earth. You know, they have the telescopes and they're trying to look all beyond and they see all this stuff out. It doesn't matter. Our God created that. He's the, he's the existing one. He's the God of heaven and earth. That's our heritage. That's why we don't get caught up in astrology and all that kind of stuff. In the stars, we serve the God that created the heaven, that created the stars. Why are you looking at what's going to happen today and what does it say about me? Read the word. We'll read anything but the word of God. We serve the God of heaven and earth. Why am I caught up in what the stars are saying? I should be caught up in what the word of God is saying. This is, what, this is what's true. Because God's word is true. And it's guaranteed by God. Psalms 119, 160 said the word of God is guaranteed by God. And it's the God of heaven. We got to remember who we are. That's why I'm not ashamed of my heritage in Jesus Christ. Because the other false gods can't claim that their jurisdiction goes to heaven because it doesn't. Look what 1 Chronicles says in, in 29. It's all throughout scripture. I don't think we've paid attention to it enough. We've been magnifying our, our issues as opposed to magnifying our God and how great God is. And remember, all this is happening in the midst of the storm. Remember, God is with us and God is with Jonah, even though Jonah's running and Jonah's tripping. You could be running, tripping, involved in other kind of stuff. God's not going to leave you or forsake you. And hopefully you have your moment of clarity and come back home to God before it's too late. Facebook family, push the share button. Let somebody know who maybe has been running from God and, thinks, and think that God uh, doesn't care about them or God. God is still with you and I, even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of our running, in the midst of our tripping, in the midst of us hanging out with the wrong crowd. God can give us a moment of clarity and bring us back home and remind us of who we are in Jesus Christ. People need to know that this morning. God can bless a mess. These folks get saved because of Jonah. If Jonah would have went straight to Nineveh, these folks wouldn't have got saved. Even in his disobedience, that's the grace of God, that's the kindness of God, that's the mercy of God, that's the love of God, that even in our disobedience, God can call someone to get saved. It's the beauty of God. Why? Because he's the God of heaven and earth. Look what it says in 1 Chronicles 29, 11. I told you this is one of my meditation scriptures daily. I always remember who God is every morning because during the course of the day, your circumstances and events try and make you forget who God is. They try and magnify themselves over God. But I start right here. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness <laughs> and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Here we go, underline this, for all that is in heaven and 
in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. God of heaven and earth, why am I limiting, limiting myself to this horizontal as opposed to magnifying my vertical? I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again Christian. I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I love God. Jesus Christ resurrected and died for me. It's not arrogance. It's an assignment. It's the word of God. You're not saying that they're all puffed up because you know you had nothing to do with it. You and I couldn't save ourselves, but we got to let the world know that Jesus Christ has. When he resurrected, the game changed. Checkmate. Game over. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Read verse 12. Might as well read that. Both riches and honor come of you and you reign over all. And in your hand is power and might. And in your hand is, it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name. Why can God do that? Because he has jurisdiction in heaven and in earth. His jurisdiction is not limited. Stop committing to the stuff that's limited. Stop connecting yourself. Be proud of where you come from and who you are. But your heritage has been changed. You are now a citizen of Jesus Christ. It's the world's view trying to get you caught up and separate you based upon what you look like in your culture and your country, where Christ has come to set us free from all that, says, no, no, stop being worried about that foolishness. You're now a citizen of heaven. You have a new home built upon the foundation of Christ, the prophets, the apostles, and now you because of Jesus Christ. And matter of fact, God wants to dwell in you right now and live in you through his Holy Spirit, new heritage. So why am I trying to magnify other stuff that can't compare to the true and living God living inside of you and I? God, help us to understand what this word means and stop living beneath what you've called us to live, even in the midst of the storm. Look at Nehemiah. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 1. This is David in Chronicles talking about the God of heaven. Now we have Nehemiah, prophet. Nehemiah 1 and 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. <laughs> See, they understood it. The prophets understood it. King David understood it. It's not just the God on the earth, but it's the God of heaven. His jurisdiction is unlimited. The world needs to know that God's jurisdiction is unlimited and then we don't spend so much time worrying about stuff that doesn't really matter. Because that's not even my home anyway. That's not my heritage anymore. I'm a citizen. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to proclaim it. Don't be ashamed. Proclaim. Oh, I know it's tough. Because folks want to laugh and clown and think you're crazy. Oh, so your citizenship is in heaven. You better believe it. Because they don't know the word. They don't read this word of God. They don't understand the God that we serve. Because how can you if you don't read the word? They read everything else but the word. So their mind is stuck where it is. But we read the word and we see what God says. It's consistent. 
David said he's the God of heaven. Nehemiah says he's the God of heaven. Verse 5, Nehemiah 1 and 5. And I said, I'm begging you. O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, you keep covenant and mercy for them that love you and observe your commandments. Be obedient. Humble yourself. Be obedient to the word of God. God's with you in the midst of the storm. Look at Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 4. So Nehemiah sees that as people, I'm not going to be able to unpack all this. We'll come back. I just want to introduce. We'll unpack another time. But Nehemiah finds out that his people are in bad shape and he's praying and fasting and talking to God about them. The king says, what do you want in verse 4, 2 and 4? Then the king said unto me, for what do you, what's your request? What do you want me to do? Because Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. He worked in the, in, the, in the castle with the king. He brought him his, his wine and his juice and whatever else the king needed. He was the servant of the king. <laughs> it's a parallel there. But like I said, I can't unpack now. I just want to introduce. His, his face is all frowned up. And, and anyone knows who works for the king, you don't go in there with your face frowned up because you're going to bring the king's mood down and he can, have you to, he can order you to be executed right away. So Nehemiah was afraid to go. But he had already prayed in chapter one and then he went in chapter two. God opened the door for him to talk to the king in chapter two. But the prayer opened the door for what's getting ready to happen. But look how, he, look how strategic and committed to God Nehemiah is in two and four. Then the king said unto me, for what, what do you want? Look what Nehemiah said. So I prayed to the God of heaven before he answered. Make a note of that, family. Before you, before you and I open our mouth, excuse my language, before you and I open our big mouths and say something, pray to the God of heaven and ask for wisdom. Nehemiah, look how strategic, look how smart he is. The wisdom of God says before you just say something, before you say something to your spouse, before you say something to your kids, before you say something to your parents, before you say something to your grandkids, before you say something to your boss, your coworker, stop and pause and pray to the God of heaven and ask for wisdom. The God of heaven is there for us. His jurisdiction isn't limited to, to your job or to your company or to your business. He's the God of heaven and earth. Thank God for the word and the wisdom of Nehemiah to, to be an example. Before we respond to the king, pray and ask the God of heaven for wisdom. Look at this right here. Let's go to Matthew 28. So you say, Pastor, that's the Old Testament. Okay, I'll give you credit for that. You're right, that was the Old Testament. So let's go to Matthew 28. I hope you see the connection. <laughs> I hope you see the connection. Matthew 28 and 18. Make the connection, family. And Jesus came. This is after he resurrected. And remember, Jesus spent 40 days teaching them pertaining to the kingdom of God after he resurrected. So he wasn't there for a few days and he ascended up. No, he was there for 40 days. And this is what Jesus proclaims in the midst of his 40 days. 
Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power, uh-oh, all authority is given unto me. Oh, my gosh, are you serious? In heaven and in earth. Make the connection. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by him, and without him is not anything made that is made. That's the Word of God. John 1.1. 1, 1. John 1.14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here's Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus saying, is saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You underline that. Jesus is telling you right there, I'm God. I told you I was God. I told you if you destroy this temple, in three days I would raise it back up. I've resurrected, I've earned the right to judge because I died. I told you what heaven was like. I told you what life was about. I died and I resurrected and I'm telling you again that all power is given unto me, not just on earth, but in heaven and in earth. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You gotta be careful with people who say, well, I'm cool with, with God, I just don't do that Jesus stuff. That's foolishness. That's idol worship. That's a bunch of nonsense. Jesus says all authority, power, ability, strength. I have it in heaven and in earth. I'm God. I'm part of, I'm part of the Trinity. He tried to tell them throughout Scripture that he was God. And now he's telling it again, and he's telling us. That's why when he tells them, go and make disciples, I'm with you until the end of the age, to the end of the world. Amen. He is with us. Why? Because he has jurisdiction over heaven and over earth and all power and authority. That's why I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Christian. Because the God that I serve, my resurrected Savior, not only am I, am I a citizen of heaven through Jesus Christ, but he has all authority, not just down here, but in heaven as well. And as I'm going through my storm, I'm going to give God the glory and not my issues. See the connection, family, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of your success. Don't be ashamed to let people know my heritage. It's connected to Jesus Christ. I'm a, I'm a citizen of heaven. And, and see, I'm not ashamed of that. Why? Because Jesus, he's going to judge the, the living and the dead. Why? Because he's earned it through his resurrection and because he has all authority in heaven and in earth. Let, let's finish with, with, with one, let's finish with another scripture and then we'll Pick it up next week. Thank God for next week. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. 
Ephesians 2 and 5. Soon as Jonah started ministering in the midst of the storm, <laughs> when he had his moment declared and remembered who he was, family, remember who you are. Come on, family. You're connected to God. You have a relationship with God. Your storm doesn't define you. Your situation doesn't define you. The word of God refines you, renews you, refreshes you, renovates you, regenerated you and I to be born again. That's say Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter two. We'll do Ephesians next time, amen. Philippians, family, sorry about that. Philippians 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself no, re no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the appearance of man. Verse 8, and being found in fashion, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. This is the life of our Lord and Savior. This is our heritage, our New Testament heritage. We have Old Testament heritage with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and down the line, but we have a New Testament heritage. Here it is. Look at verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, every name. Look what it says. I, 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 that is at the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things. We're in heaven. <laughs> Come on now. And things in earth and things under the earth. Jesus Christ's jurisdiction is not limited. Why do we insist on being identified with stuff that's limited? when God is trying to liberate us from that, giving us a new kingdom, a, a new citizenship, a new life in Christ, a new heart, a new mind, and a new spirit, a Holy Spirit, as opposed to the unholy spirit that controlled us before we were born again, before we were regenerated from above. Let me read uh, verse nine and 10 and 11, and it will, Going and wrap it up. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When Jesus says he has all authority in heaven and in earth <laughs> and the scriptures even say in beneath the earth it covers everything no other God claims that no other God proclaims that they can do things here on earth but it's limited why are we limiting ourselves when God has liberated us
the game changed for Jonah when he had that moment of clarity and remembered who he was. So this is what God is speaking as he has spoken so much to us this morning. In the midst of the storm, remember your heritage and remember who you are. We're king's kids. We're royal, a royal priesthood is what Peter said, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And then God is telling us this morning, use the storm to tell your story and give God the glory. Let me say it again. Use the storm to tell your story and give God the glory. We'll pick up the rest next week. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. God, forgive us for, for our sins, the sin of not knowing who we are in Christ. Not knowing that in Christ, the jurisdiction is not limited, but it's unlimited and it's liberating. And that the Holy Spirit of God desires to dwell in us and live in us. The person of the Holy Spirit, God himself, wants to live within us. God, forgive us for not proclaiming our heritage in Christ and wasting time with stuff that doesn't mean anything in comparison to the kingdom of God. Forgive us for living beneath what you've called us to live. Forgive us for having a mentality that only focuses on the issues and not the greatness of our God. So we confess and we repent, Lord. We'll take a stand for Christ. We'll proclaim and not complain. Thank you for reminding us who we are in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of success, that our allegiance is to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our citizenship. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world, because our citizenship is in heaven. And we serve a God whose jurisdiction covers heaven, earth, and even beneath the earth. We thank you, Lord, that you said in your word that in your father's house or many mansions, you go and prepare a place for us that where you are, we will be there also. And let not our heart be troubled and neither be afraid because you have jurisdiction in heaven and in earth. You are the God of heaven. You created the heaven and the earth. With your great and mighty hand and you are the Lord God and there's nothing too hard for you. Forgive us for magnifying issues and not giving the glory to God. We thank you, Lord, for the reminder this morning. We embrace the challenge to take a stand for our God and our heritage in Christ. We embrace the challenge to tell our story in the midst of the storm so God gets the glory. We embrace the challenge to magnify our God and not the issue. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we bless you, and we thank you for your word this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Maybe you were invited to the Zoom or maybe you were, somebody pushed the share button on Facebook and you say, Pastor, I've never received, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. How do I become a part of the body of God? How, how do I become a citizen of heaven? How do, be, how do I become a saint? It's through the power of God. It's through the Holy Spirit of God. Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's as simple as you as asking our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to come into your heart and regenerate you from above to be born again. That's all it, Lord, come into my heart. It's the same thing that all of us did. We humbled ourselves, we paused our life and said, God, I need you. I believe your word. I believe the scriptures. I'm going to confess with my mouth and I'm going to trust you in my heart that you are Lord, that God raised you from the dead to rescue me. And that right now you're seated on the right hand of the father and you're even praying for us, praying for us to get saved, praying for us to understand that our citizenship is in heaven, praying for us to understand that we have access to the God of heaven and the God of earth. And it's the same person. It's Jesus Christ. God's praying for you and I right now. And it's that simple as asking Christ to come into your heart. You don't have to feel anything. You don't have to roll over on the floor. You don't have to run up and down an aisle. You just have to make a conscious decision to say, Lord Jesus, I need you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, take over my life, and help me to be the person that you created me to be. I confess my sins and ask your forgiveness of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can have the power to live for you. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For those of you that might be in the midst of the storm and you forgot who you are, it's called rededication. Look where Jonah was in the midst of a storm, had the moment of clarity, said, what am I? I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord. I fear the God of heaven and earth. He talked about his heritage. Then he talked about hope and he talked about heaven as in God being the God of heaven. And then next week, we'll talk about the, he'll talk about the hand of God. So we'll, we'll finish it up. But he remembered who he was. So you could say, Pastor, I've just been out doing my own thing. That's okay. So was Jonah. He was running, but he was still connected to God. His purpose in God was still upon him. And God blessed him in the middle of the mess. And if you have your moment of clarity, it's called rededication. Ask God to forgive you. 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God's not tripping. God's not holding grudges. If you were to ask God, what was the last sin you committed? God would say, I don't remember because I cast them in the sea of forgetfulness. God is calling you and I to a much higher calling, an ambassador the assignment where ambassadors were representatives for Christ, representatives for Christ. Get out and share the good news of the gospel with any and all that you encounter, even in the midst of your storm. Watch it change when you start ministering in the midst of your storm. When you start telling people, you know what, I'm a Christian. I'm rededicating my life to Christ. And I'm going to let God work through me. Not that you have to change anything, but you need to humble yourself and rededicate your life to Christ and then watch God change things around you and even change the people around you as he did in the book of Jonah. 
If you made a decision for Christ or you rededicated your life and you just want to uh, want to be sure of that decision, send me an email, life at southbayalc.com, life at southbayalc.com. We can send you literature. We can, I can send you scriptures, email you scriptures, send you literature, whatever you need to help you on your journey, just like somebody did for us, just like somebody did for me. I was mentored by godly men and women that helped me grow in God. No one makes it alone. Remember, the enemy does want you to stay by yourself. We talked about it on Wednesday night. That's why Wednesday night's so powerful. The enemy wants to isolate, alienate, and then eliminate you. Let me say it again. No one, no, we don't get to this point by ourselves. The enemy wants you to think that you, you, you can or you don't want to share because people are going to look at you and judge you. I have news for you. We're all jacked up. We all were saved. We weren't born like this. We all matured to this point because of people in our life. The enemy wants to isolate, eliminate, and alienate. The word says he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Send the email. Let us walk with you through your walk in Christ. And then Bible study, be there. Oh, my gosh. Be there Wednesday night, 630 to 730. The first Bible study of March, a new month. Come on, new perspective, new attitude. Have a renewed dedication, a rededication to Christ. Be there Wednesday night, 630 to 730. Go to southbayalc.com, the uh, Zoom link is right there. Just push the link and you come right in. If you don't have Zoom, it shows you how to download it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But you want to be there this Wednesday. It's, it's just been powerful. It's been a year of power on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. And then again, thank you so much for your giving. It allows us to, to get this message out to a lost and dying world. And hopefully somebody, like I said, this message will be posted tonight. Copy the link, send it to a friend you've been praying for. Tell them to listen to it for two or three minutes and let you know what they think. And let the word of God continue as, as you plant or water and then God gives the increase. Don't try and don't argue with nobody. Don't try and save anybody. God does that. But you plant the seed and you water the seed. Do the work of, ev of an evangelist. I'm trying to make it easy for you. Just copy the link. Let them know I've been thinking about you. I love you. Listen to a few minutes of this and let me know what you think and leave the rest to God. Remember, next Sunday is Communion Sunday, so be prepared. We'll take communion together. Um, have your, your juice, your bread, your wine, your crackers, whatever your method of communion is, uh, be prepared. And, um, and, and for those of us that are fasting and praying, that's our first meal after service. Communion will be our first meal um, for those of us that are fasting and praying, and what a first meal to be empowered with communion and be reminded what Christ has done for us. God, thank you for your word today. God, I pray your people were edified and you were glorified. Lord, we love you, we bless you, we thank you. Oh, we need you. Thank you for the revelation, Lord, that leads for transformation. Let us take a stand for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that died and resurrected for us and is in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us not be ashamed, but let us proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. We thank you, Lord, that you've come to give us life. 
and that more abundantly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, South Bay Abundant Life Church family. I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. God be with you. God causes face to shine upon you. Stay connected to God. God bless you and I'll see you.